Well, hello and welcome into the New Normal Podcast, where we exist to encourage, train, and equip students to live out uh, the, the life that God has called them to and to share his message of hope with those around them. My name is Ryan Cottle. I am a um, youth pastor here in the Northern Virginia area. And today I have one of my students uh, with me, Jesse, and we're excited to dive into the topic of uh, mental health. And I know that's kind of become a buzzword. Um, we are not professional counselors, but we're going to talk about uh, mental health from a biblical perspective, some principles that the Bible has and what God has to say about it. So hope you'll stay tuned for this episode. All right. Now, um, Jesse, one thing I like to do is to share a little bit of, um, or give our students an opportunity to share a little bit about themselves. Now, fun fact, you're the first homeschooler we've had on the podcast. Okay. So we're, we're super lucky in our youth group. We have, um, public school kids and private school kids. We have homeschool kids, um, at, you know, all over the place. And, and I love how all you guys, you you wouldn't know it if you walked into the room, everybody, you know, kind of hangs out with everybody. Um, but yes, you are our first homeschooler. So if you're watching this and you're homeschooled, I hope you feel represented. I hope you feel important and seen. Um, but yeah, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, what, what I love to say is like before Jesus, when you met Jesus, what's been different since filling those gaps for us? Yeah. All right. So I was um, born and raised in the Christian church, right? And I trusted Christ when I was probably around eight years old, I want to say. And, you know, I didn't live it out, right? I didn't really live for Christ, and it it showed, I think. And then COVID hit, and there was a lot of uncertainty. I, as a homeschooler, like, it's a lot harder for me to hang out with friends, right? Because most of them live farther away. Mm -hmm. And so that was rough. And so I got lonely, and looking back on it, I want to say I was depressed, and um, it was just, I was worrying a good deal as well. And um, like, I, it just got to a point where I realized, you know, because um, like my parents were great about keeping me like in church and educate and keeping me knowledgeable of what God says. And it just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I can't fix this. God, can you, can you help me Hmm. out of this situation? Right. And he did, he did. And, um, since then, I think I worry a lot less about things. Like my attitude is, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Whatever the result is, as long as I, you know, tried, like it's just the result that it's going to be. Mm-hmm. God's got it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was a couple of years ago, like kind of walk through that a little bit more in terms of um, God helping you not worry as much. Like what about God helps you kind of have that like, attitude? Just the knowledge that he's like in control, mm-hmm. you know, that, all things work together for the good of those who love God, mm-hmm. as it says in Romans, yep. I think. Yep, Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah, and that's a really encouraging verse. Yeah, for me. Yeah, just to not worry so much. 
Yeah, well, and to know that everything that happens is for your good if you love him. Yeah. And that's a caveat to that verse, right? Yeah. If you love him, if you obey his yeah. commands, and if you're walking with him. Cool, awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I know when, because um, I sent out the list of like, what topics do you want to you wanna talk about? And you picked a Christian view on mental health. And I was, and I came up to you, I was like, all right, we got to talk about this a little bit beforehand. Because yeah. we yeah. could, you know, we, this is one of those things that um, it, it's become a buzzword in our culture, right? And so we want to be careful. We want to be sensitive because there might be people who are watching this, who they might be struggling with mental health. Right. And, and they might be maybe seeing a counselor, maybe not seeing a counselor. There might be people who are wondering if they should go see a counselor. There might be people who know somebody who's struggling with something like this or has struggled with it. So there's people from all, you know, all different walks of life. Um, when it comes to this topic, most of us have been affected you know, either ourselves or by somebody. Um, and, you know, we could get into the statistics and all of that of how we've seen this rise. But what made you, obviously your background, you shared a little bit, so I'm sure that played into it. But what made you want to pick this topic? Like, what, like why dive into this topic? Well, I think part of it is, right, like I just have, I don't know, it's like a weird sense of duty or whatever. Like if, like who is going to want to talk about this, mm. right? Yeah. And, you know, it, since I have some experience with like mental health struggles and stuff, I'm like, well, I can do this. I can mm. like, you know, and I, and I did consider all the options you gave me. Yeah. Right. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I should talk about this. This is something I should want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the cool part of our faith is that, you know, God allows us to go through things so that we can help others. Right. Yeah, to bring exactly. them closer to him. Yeah. One of the reasons that I do feel like this is important and, and a needed topic, something to, to really dive into is, um, the fact that it has become so, so rampant, right. And, and it has become something that has, in in our view, kind of just been an exponential increase. And I don't know if that's actually true or not. Right. Like, I don't know if it, if it just feels that way that, that there's so many more people struggling with it, or, um, if it's kind of always been this way, but maybe just because of, you know, what happened with COVID and the response and the shutdowns kind of highlighted or, or, you know, really, really played a role into this. But I was thinking as I was preparing, like, why, why do we think that this has become such an, an issue in our culture and why are so many people struggling with this? And I want to be clear, if you're struggling with mental health, we're not saying, um, you know, that, that you're doing something wrong. Right. Like, like there's, there's probably some circumstances and maybe even some of our own choices that can play into that. But, but we don't want to paint anybody as, as, um, you know, like you're doing this to yourself or things like that. Cause we know life happens, life happens to people. But I was kind of thinking like, what has happened, you know, that has kind of made this such a struggle. And the biggest one I came back to was as a culture. And I think you'll agree with me. We have ripped truth out of our culture. Yeah. And, you know, um, Jesus himself in John eight tells his disciples, look, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so we see that in truth, there is freedom. There is freedom because we can come back to what we know to be true and stake our lives upon it. Well, as a culture, when we rip that out and say, well, what's true for you might not be true for me. Well, then we have a whole generation of, of kids and students who are going, I don't know what is true. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know how I got here. I don't know who I am. And even the the very basic things that my biology says about me, that might not even be true. So even the observable things, that, that might not be true. And I think when you do that to a culture, you rip all the truth out, all of a sudden there's nothing solid. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it just becomes, as the Bible says, you know, shifting sand that it's like one day we're here, one day we're here and, and you don't know where to go. Yeah. And I think that can be a, a really, really big struggle in terms of if there is no truth, then there is no freedom according to scripture. Now we know that truth can only be found in Jesus, but any truth points back to God because Jesus says in John 14, six, I'm the way, the truth and the life. So everything true points back to God. So I think that was the one big thing. The other thing I saw, um, and I, and I want to be careful how I say this, but I really do think, I don't think cell phones are the devil. That's it's not what I'm going to say. Like that, you know, cell phones are great. Like we're using this platform with technology to hopefully get the message of, of, of Christ out. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to stand on my soapbox, but cell phones have a natural tendency to draw you inward to stay to yourself. And a big part of it with students and kids is now we're always connected to the world. And so if you're having struggles at school, guess what? You, you don't get to get away from that when you get on the bus and go home. If, um, you know, you're struggling with comparison, again, you, you don't get to get away from that when you go home. You're, you're constantly seeing these things. And um, while it can be used for a lot of good, I think it can also do a lot of damage in terms of that struggle of, well, everybody else seems to have their life together, but we know that's not true. Like we post our best stuff online, you know, or, or things like that. So I think we have to be really careful and, and some, put some guidelines into that. So as we kind of look at this idea of mental health and, and we kind of, we could spend all day long talking about why we're here, how we got here, things like that. But as you look at what the Bible has to say about it, what are some biblical principles that we can apply to mental health? Again, we're not counselors, so we want to make that clear, yeah. but, but we know that God's word we can stand upon yeah. and that truth will set us free. So what are some biblical principles that, that we can apply to um, mental health and, and how we live that out? Well, I think, and I'm going to use my Bible. You're always welcome yeah. to open your Bible yeah. on this, uh, on this podcast. Yes, You'll never hear sure. me say, don't do that. Yeah. Right. So in Matthew, right in Matthew chapter six, Jesus says, that we shouldn't be anxious about our life, what we'll eat or what we'll drink, right? Mm -hmm. Or ourselves or what we're going to wear, right? Mm -hmm. He compares us to the birds and the lilies of the field and how God provides for them. And so if God provides for them, why won't he provide for us, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to struggle, but like, you know, just that God is in control, mm -hmm. right? that there is nothing worth worrying about that God doesn't know is happening. Mm, yeah. Now, I do want to add a caveat to that, and I want to I ask a follow-up on that. If God is always in control, how does that play out for somebody who says, well, I don't know God. Like, like I don't know what I believe about God. I don't know if God exists. We know that that, that is comforting for the, for the Christian, the one who yeah. says they're following God. What about the person who's like, okay— I'm willing to listen a little bit more. How does this idea that God is in control, he takes care of us, how does that apply to the unbeliever, the person who isn't a Christian? Um, I think how that applies is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that, like, I think God wants to show his love for the unbeliever, someone who isn't a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. That, like, um, like, and how we can do that is by introducing Christians into that person's life. Mm. Right. To show yeah. them the love of Christ mm. and to model that for them. Yeah. So this idea that we, as God's hands and feet should help others. Yeah. Know, be, yeah. Provide for them. No, I, I like that answer. That's really cool. Yeah. I think, 
I think there are biblical principles that obviously we know and we read that apply to Christians, such as Romans 8, 28, for all things work together for the good, for those who love him. But there's also just general biblical principles that obviously apply to, to everybody. Um, and one of those I think is found in Genesis 2, when God creates Adam and then he says something, he looks upon Adam and he says, it is not good for man to be alone. And so we see even from the beginning, God created us to be relational beings, social beings, to have friendships, to be in relationships. And I think that um, when those get ripped away, then it becomes really difficult because we're not meant to do this on our own. As you said, with COVID, the struggle was what? Isolation. Yeah, yeah. You, you felt alone. And when we feel alone, we're not sure what to do or how to act that out. Yeah. One of the things that that I like to, to point out is when did, we know that the devil was constantly tempting Jesus, right? But when did he really make his his toughest effort towards Jesus? When he Jesus? was alone. Yeah, when he was alone in the desert, right? And so Jesus is alone and all of a sudden, oh, the devil just shows up. And so the devil, if God says it's not good for man to be alone, the devil is going to constantly try and get us alone. Hey, nobody likes you. Hey, nobody, they're not really your friends. Hey, Nobody cares about you. If they knew the truth, they wouldn't love you. Those are all lies from from Satan himself trying to get us to isolate, to go within. And our culture is fed into that by saying, no, 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 the, the true answers is found within yourself. That's not true. We're, we're created beings. We can't define, you know, what what is true is what is not because we've been created and placed in a world that God gets to define what's true. So I would say the first thing is if you find yourself becoming lonely, isolated, that is a point where you got to say, Hey, no, 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 I can't let this happen. I need to reach out to somebody. I need to, I need to, Hey, talk to my friends, talk to my parents, talk to somebody that I trust and, and not try and go through life on my own. The second thing is first Thessalonians five says we were created to build each other up. So as Christians, the world, I mean, the world tears everybody down, right? As Christians, we should stand out. You know, they will know you are my disciples by the way you love one another supposed to bear each other's burdens. Yeah, absolutely. This idea that like, guess what? The Bible tells me, actually commands me to share my burdens with somebody else. Well, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm good. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't have to tell everybody your deepest, darkest secrets. But the Bible does say, hey, no, no, no. I've given you this church, you know, universal church, all believers as a way to help bear your burdens. And so in doing so, you help each other out. And we see that. I mean, we see there's actual studies that back up people who, who are strong in their faith or are attending religious services. They, you know, their mental health across the board seems to improve, be better because they're, they're living the way that God designed us to live. Um, so yeah, some, some good biblical truths. And we, again, that's another topic that we could go on forever, but maybe somebody's watching this and they're saying, you know, I'm not really struggling with this, but somebody I know is struggling with this. Some, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, maybe, you know, it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, but, um, they might be feeling the weight of this too. What would you say to that person who's kind of struggling or watching somebody else struggle through this? I would just say that like the little things matter, okay. right? Like, and I can give an, um, a personal example from this. So during COVID, I think it was, it was during the summer of 2020, right? I was and this was a wednesday night my youth group was doing small groups online right Mm -hmm. and so i log on and i'm doing that and then um i get a knock at my front door my dad goes and answers it and he calls me down and it's my youth pastor and he's brought me Mm chick-fil-a right and i don't know that just 
that just meant a lot, you know, mm. that he would do that. And then I asked him, I asked him later, right? Like, hey, why did you do that for me? Why, you know, how did you end up at that decision? And he's like, well, I just pulled your name out of a hat, mm. right? So even something as little as that can mean so much to someone who's struggling. Mm. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's cool. Um, and I know Colin, so I'll send that to him because that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that you're never going to go wrong following Christ's example, right? You're never going to make things worse by loving somebody the way that Jesus loved us. You're never going to make things worse by serving somebody else. You're never going to make things worse by sharing what God says to be true with somebody else. So I think a lot of times we're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. It's like, but the Bible literally says, Hey, when you don't know what to say, when you don't know what to do, come to me, like, and come to me all the time, but, but I'll take care of it. As, as you mentioned in Matthew six, I mean, God cares about, you know, those things. The other thing I would say is if you're a student watching this or a kid watching this, you are not meant to bear this burden alone. Like you are still figuring out how this works. If somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I'm really struggling with anxiety. I'm really struggling with depression. I'm having suicidal thoughts. You need to get a trusted adult involved. Um, you know, here at youth group, that that's a conversation we have regularly where kids come to us and share that with us. And then we're able to contact parents and, and get them the help they need. And I can speak from our experience. I've never had a parent be upset with their kid. I've always had, you know, the, the response from parents has always been, I, I just wish you would have told us sooner because we want to help, you know, not angry, not upset, but just, Hey, we want to help you. You know, we're, we're thankful that you did finally tell us, let's get you the help you need. So if you're a student and you're like, I don't know how my parents are going to react to this or, you know, I, if I, I just don't know what to do, find a trusted adult and tell them, but don't go to your friends and just keep it between your friends. There are things we can do as friends, obviously. Um, and, and you gave a great example of that, but, but don't feel the pressure to kind of do this on your own because, Hey, if I'm, you know, 14 year old guy and there's, I have a friend who is going through this, it's like, I'm not mature enough to handle some of those things. I, and I'm not also trained to handle some of those things. Even me, you know, as, as, as a youth director, like there are things that I'm like, Hey, I'm not trained to handle this. Like I need to get somebody else involved. So I, I think we can also get in a, in a bad situation if, it's all peers trying to help peers and we're not getting adults involved or people who are really trained on this involved. Yeah. So, well, um, any, any last words of wisdom or any advice you'd want to share with somebody, maybe who is maybe somebody who is in the situation that you were in where they felt alone, they felt isolated. What, what would you want to want somebody to have said to you when you were in that situation? Well, I mean, like to someone who's in a situation like mine, right. Where you are struggling tell somebody because like, I really wish I had told somebody when I was struggling. Right. And yeah, I may not be anymore, but that's only because God worked in my life. Right. Um, if I had told somebody it probably like, I probably would have come to the same conclusion of trusting Christ, but it would have been a lot better for me to have told somebody. Right. So just tell somebody whether that's a friend. I mean, yes, like you can still tell friends, mm -hmm. right. But you should tell like, you know, and I don't know family situations for everybody. Right. But you should tell your parents are a trusted adult as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate, you know, you, I told you, I was like, 
everybody's going to hear this. And you're like, nah, no, I, I want them to. So I appreciate your heart and, and, and your willingness to, to do this. And again, if you're watching this and uh, maybe you know somebody who's struggling with this, send them this again, um, you know, just ask, hey, how can I help you? Um, and encourage them to seek out a trusted adult or a friend. And if you have a friend who's in a situation right now where you know they can't help themselves, then you, you be willing to, to be that person who steps up and, and goes to an adult for them. As we continue to, to, you know, enter into this new generation of, of, you know, shifting sand and all that, we know that we can trust God's word and what he says to be true. And so ultimately go to God, go to God. And, and, and just what Jesse did say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need your help. We know that the only way to have true life is through Christ. And that's the whole message of the gospel is that Jesus came and succeeded where we failed. He paid the penalty we couldn't pay. And because he rose from the dead and he lives, we can live too. And that's the whole message that we want to share. And that's a message of hope. That's a message of life. And that's a message that we can stake um, the truth on every single time. So thanks so much for watching this. And we can't wait to see you guys next time.